Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome to podcast number 118. I'm Dan Kilby as you <laughs> my god. Wow. And you're probably not exp- All right. So, so so when I said it'd be really boring to start a podcast by saying hello and welcome to podcast. All right, okay. Do something I'll do, different. I'll do, a do something completely. Do the first thing that comes into your head. Oh ho oh, oh. What's going on, fools? This is Dan Kilby, your cracker-lacking on podcast number 118. This is IGN UK. You're locked in. I haven't been around for a while, but now I'm back with an attack, and I know you want that. <laughs> is that really how we're going to start the podcast? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I like it. That is amazing. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. And, uh, that was the voice of Sad Dan Kilby, and you're back. I am back. For a one-off appearance? Um, one-off appearance, maybe. I'll, I'll try and squeeze myself into, into a couple in 2012. You're going to try and squeeze yourself into a <laughs> I'll, I'll just be hiding in the corner, <laughs> shouting randomly. I, didn't, I never took you down as a swinger, but hey, hey. Okay. So, do you, have you been listening to the podcast? Of course. Good, yeah. What's been your favourite bit that you've not been in on? <laughs> he only likes the bits that he's on. I'm yeah, sure. that's the problem. <laughs> when I'm not talking, I generally switch off. Um... And to be fair, when you're talking, you normally switch off most of the time anyway. <laughs> I switch off when he's talking. What's happening? Good. Uh, that, <laughs> by the way, was the voice of Will. Hello, Will. Hello, everybody. Isn't Dan, in, isn't Dan hosting, so he should do the... Uh, he sh- if, if he's such a big podcast fan and he's back for this one and he wants All to right, host, then, then let, him do, let him do the business. What happens now, Dan, in the podcast? I don't pay attention like that. All right, so you need to introduce everyone. Let's start oh, there, right, well, I knew I knew to introduce, but I thought there was a big thing that I was missing out on. All right, okay. Um, so... I'm Dan Kilby, as you all know. Uh, to my left, which you can't see, is Chris Tilly. Hello. To his left is Tom Butler. Hello. To his left is... <laughs> Alex Simmons. Alex Simmons. Amazing scenes. <laughs> and to his left is Mr... You're pointing at me. Yeah, pointing. Oh, Will Guyatt. Hello. Will, you're not often on this podcast. <laughs> it's probably a second appearance, is that right? There's probably a reason why I'm not often on the podcast, to be fair. So, but... Do you want to tell everyone a little bit about what you do at IGN UK? I, I sit by you which is possibly uh, the most terrifying job I ever took on. And it certainly wasn't when I joined IGN. Um, I'm the PR manager here and I also get incredibly excited about things. And that's why I've suddenly <laughs> found a home on the podcast. What does PR stand for? Penis rationing. Yes, I ration it regularly. <laughs> but working next to Kilby, there's quite a bit of He it. always throws it around, doesn't he? Yeah. Puts it around. Um, anyway, so moving swiftly So what's on. happening in this podcast, Dan? Why don't you explain all? So, coming up, we've got our highlights of 2011. Yeah. Both movies and films. Are we're, we doing them still? Uh, maybe. Mm. <laughs> I don't think we were, no. <laughs> you, said to, you, said to, you said to miss out everything but three. No, ev- no every three. three. Miss out three. Miss out three and do everything else. Yeah. All right, okay. Ah. Uh, yeah, you see, you got the wrong way around. So, so not, oh, okay. All right. That's fine. No, it's good. Let's, 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 let's keep really going. This is podcast gold. <laughs> gold schlager. Um, so, coming up, we've got our personal 2011 IGN highlights. Ooh. Mm. Uh, we then have uh, a year in news. <laughs> looking at looking at hardware. I would say generalise it rather than reading out what's on the bit of paper in front of you. <laughs> okay, this is hard and it looks, Alex. You're not really bringing it to life, <laughs> are you? Come on. We're 2011, a year in news. <laughs> that's it, that's, that's it. Good. Moving swiftly into a 2012 preview. Yeah. And finally, ending with our predictions. So, oh, yes. let's kick it off, shall we? Tom, what was your personal highlight of IGN? Of IGN. That was seamless. To be honest, this fucking podcast is my personal highlight this, already. It's this amazing. This moment, this moment. Um, it's been a really, really good year, I think. Um, we've all had a really good time. There's been changes. There's been a lot of events that we've done. Like the first time I've ever been to E3. Uh, first time I've ever been oh, yeah. to Gamescom. Uh, both. Uh, was your E3 highlight sharing a room with Dan Kilby? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And a Japanese toilet. Me and Kilby, we destroyed that toilet. Oh my <laughs> god! Together, <laughs> together. Yeah. together. Wow. It's a nice warm seat. Um, but I would say probably my personal highlight of the year wasn't even enjoyed by me. It was enjoyed by my cardboard cutout. Um, our podcast 100 was a big, big event for us all, and uh, I spent a lot of time and effort trying to make that work. And 
uh, due to unforeseen circumstances and, per- and personal moment, I-, I couldn't actually make it, but I actually felt a lot of love on that, a very, what was personally a very sad God, day. you're welling up. Uh, yeah, but right. by a lot of love that came my way via a cardboard cutout. So I just want to say thanks to everyone for that. And uh, yeah, thanks for looking after my cardboard cutout. I-, I should also add, your cardboard cutout appears in the 2012 Guinness World Records Gamers Edition. Scoop! It's scoop. a scoop! It's a scoop. We're in there for uh, the People's Choice Award at Gamescom. And your uh, your cardboard cutout made it. Well, you just turned on PR machine just then. <laughs> Someone unplugged the PR machine. What what was your personal high? Was it the winning the world record? It was that big drill on Oxford Street. Actually, well, we're going to come on to your uh, what were you what? excited about? But, um, <laughs> it's a bird of prey. Were your personal IGN highlights? Well, I joined IGN full time on like the tenth of January last year. We and- didn't ask for your bio. We asked for your <laughs> highlight month. This is why you're not on the podcast. <laughs> I was born. <laughs> it's been a great year there's been so many cool things going on here and uh you said there was a lot of change but it's a lovely bunch of people here and it's just a great a great place to be and a great place to work and everybody has as much fun as it appears that's the great thing about it so what was your moment (laughs) (laughs) i'm in pr i'm not telling you no i've had a great time well maybe winning the guinness world record surely was a good moment for yeah that was a good moment for IGN winning uh, a guinness world record which one both of them excellent zing winning Alex, what was my highlight? Yeah, it's definitely this podcast. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> uh, well, it, well, obviously the, the obvious one is um, podcast one hundred, and it was probably better there than than not being there. <laughs> Thanks. I'm just, <laughs> just saying because if it was good for you and you weren't even there, imagine how good it was for us. And we were there. Yeah. Um, but just like the one hundred club is a pretty kind of legendary venue, and to kind of go down there and like the whole pre-event um, build-up. Um, was really, really exciting and then pretty terrifying in the kind of half hour, one hour beforehand when we went outside and saw the queue snaking around the corner. It was like, oh my giddy aunt. I, I was on the door and there were the two best things about the door was the uh, mobile phone shop two stores up threatening to get us shut down because we were <laughs> damaging their trade and people stopping me and asking me which band were performing tonight and some very confused faces when I explained it was a couple of blokes and a bird on stage just talking about stuff. A couple of blokes and a bird on stage. That sounds like manumission, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so you did come. I don't get it. Till's not. What's going on? Till's not. <laughs> Uh, nothing. Just sitting down having a podcast. <laughs> what was awesome. your highlight, Tilly? Uh, mine was probably something that was close to my heart, and that was Kapow. Kapow! Because we spent a year or two trying to make something like that happen and, and having various meetings, and nothing really came off the ground. And then uh, through a drunken conversation with Mark Miller a few months before, six months later, we were there putting it all together, and it was quite hairy in the build-up. Um, a lot of last-minute things happening, but... It was such an exciting couple of days running around, you know, doing interviews and yeah. doing stuff on the IGN stage and, and to have um to have it packed out both days and people really seem to be enjoying themselves. Like yeah. the feedback was really good and some great guests last minute guests like Duncan Jones and Danny McBride coming to our stage and doing stuff with us. The um the Thor chat was fairly bowel loosening, wasn't yeah. it? Actually, that was probably my most exciting moment of the year. That's was... only because we didn't know it was going to happen or not. <laughs> when so. they finally showed up, that was amazing. That was actually, I was talking to Christian Stevenson the other day. If he came down, he was the American guy that was helping us host the stage. He said that's the most terrifying day of his 20-year TV and presenting <laughs> career. It's the most terrifying thing he ever experienced in his life. Waiting on stage, filling, wondering what the hell would happen for about an hour and 20 minutes. If these dudes did not turn up, yeah. there was a crowd that wanted superheroes. There was a and crowd of a good 300 people or so, I think, like, waiting there to see um, How? Oh, Chris God. Hemsworth. Thank I, you. Ca- I came out and pretended to be Chris Hemsworth at one point, but no one was buying that. Funny that. How close were we to just stripping Kilby off? Rubbing him in butter and just throwing him to the crowd. I was a big making mess because it, we we just got word when they actually got in the building. I mean, it had all been building up to that point, and my stress levels were super high anyway. And then we actually found out they were in the building, and like their people were saying, right, when they come in, they literally need to be able to walk on and off stage, no interruptions, otherwise it's just not happening. I was like, of course. And then when they're probably about. I don't know, 20 metres away from the stage, Chris suddenly pulls on some random dude that I'd never seen before and starts having a chat. <laughs> and I think my exact words were into the mic, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> but Chris, Chris, Chris knew what he was doing and uh, miraculously the guy got off stage in good time and it yeah. didn't seem like a rush thing, so well done. No. 
That was it. Was it? It was a great weekend. Yeah. How about you, Tom? Uh, I've had mine, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't listening. Oh, it was podcast one hundred. Not but, even being yeah. there. But yeah. that was that was cardboard cutout, Tom's, was it? Yeah. Should we recap on our personal highlights? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I want to hear yours. Oh, oh, I did it with someone. Oh yeah. Um, well, to be honest, it's kind of all of the above without trying to sound vague. Um, I absolutely loved E three first time there, Gamescom second time there. But what did you think about E three as being an E three virgin? Um. What did I think? Uh, that's a very good question. Um, I, I really enjoyed it, but I think it kind of takes the sheen off of Gamescom a little bit because once you've seen a load of stuff at E3, it's kind of the same stuff at Gamescom. It's exactly the same stuff. That was, And even a lot of the stuff that we saw at E3 we'd seen before as well. Mm. Like a lot of the new announcements were revealed. Yeah, one, one thing I didn't like about before. E3 is they did, yeah, those reveals beforehand. It was yeah. kind of like, well, that's not what this show's about. But that's, about. Yeah, well, it never used to be like that. But I think now with people just trying to have their own kind of, um, sorry, every time Will wants to speak, he puts his hand up and it's completely <laughs> throwing me. Unless you need the toilet. Hang on, I haven't finished. One second. Um, what E3 used to be about is, is the big reveals at the press conferences, and but now people want to get their own games to have mm. their own space, which is why they announce it a day before, two days before, or even, even longer. My highlight of E3 was keeping you up till 2.30am in the morning <laughs> to do 25 seconds with... Uh, Nicky Campbell on uh, yeah, Nicky Campbell on uh, Radio Five. It wasn't even Nicky Campbell; it was his assistant. Well, God damn not it! The best. Did we get there though, Dan? To actually, what your actual highlight was? Um, no. So I'm going to say <laughs> um, doing BAFTA Life in Pixels when we we're out at E3. That mm. was really awesome. And then also, so that was a chat with Will Wright. Yes. Oh yeah, that was the, the that was a sort of retrospective of um, his career. Yeah. Uh, interviewed by our very own Tal Blevins, um, and it was held on a movie lot. Movie, movie lot. Yeah, which was really cool. Which was really cool. Around, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was really really impressive. Yeah. So that was yeah that was pretty epic. And then of course I know we're not doing this, but Duke Nukem coming out. That's oh. pretty- <laughs> Can't, you can't oh miss out after after a thirteen-year wait. Yeah, what? exactly. What? Was it worth yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, really. Um, I, I just have to say as well, though, this year more than any year before, we've met more and more people who listen to the podcast, and that's true. I think every time we've done an event, uh, building up to the meet and greet the other week, there's been more and more new people, and it yeah. just seems like um, it's just really nice to meet all the people that are really into IGN. Yeah, and even women showed up last time. Actual women. Actual we, girls. we didn't talk to them, obviously. I was scared. Yeah, we just stared and pointed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just really great to meet everyone that, that listens and who enjoys it. And like, as I, said, I was saying to someone the night, it's not like there are they're fans of IGN. They're just people with similar interests, and it's just really refreshing to meet these people. So yeah, thanks for making such a special year. So that's all very well, and aren't we great? But what were you, what were your lowlights of the year? Oh, God. What was your worst moment? Oh, this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably two or three podcasts over the course of the year that you could say was the worst moment. Lowlights. Some really bad afternoons <laughs> spent in this room with people I hate. That's good, that's good to know. Um, that's see, that's I'll what's put, your? Well, you've obviously got I'll a, a lowlight. No, I've got I got a couple that I thought of, but I can't say them. Um, no, because they make us look unprofessional. Um, <laughs> they are the best really? kind of lowlights. I say what was sad was getting all the way to. Um, I'm not going to feel too sorry for myself, but getting all the way to Comic Con in San Diego and then missing most of our party. That was sad because I was stuck downstairs interviewing people I didn't know. Well, like who? Exactly. <laughs> Why were you interviewing them? Because <laughs> they wanted them. They were wanted them for the website. The uh, US guys did. Why didn't they do the interviews? Because they're I, in the party. Drew, oh yeah, no, they're in the party. I drew the, I drew the short straw, basically. <laughs> wow, that's pretty shit. Yeah, I've learned my lesson. Oh well, I'll disappear when they're organising that particular moment. My low light was last week. I was at IGN in San Francisco, and I ate some pig that gave me terrible food poisoning. Wow. And for about a day and a half, and Dan Kilby is my witness. You weren't like, sharing a room, were you? No, we weren't sharing yeah. a room. But there was an afternoon Thankfully. where I, I was having a little bit of a scary moment, wasn't wasn't there? Yeah, you just kind. Of, I'd, I'd come out of a meeting, and you just kind of were sat there white as a sheet, like I need to go home, like sort of staring into the distance. And I was just like, "Well, I'll come with you." Like, no, 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 no. And I was like, "I'm not going to let you go home. You'll probably just fall over the minute you stand up." And yeah, just in the cab, you get where you were not great food poisoning is not cool hallucinogenic <laughs> hog definitely ah. so anyone else got a low cool. light oh, I think it's been a pretty good year for me actually yeah, yeah let's stick with a uh, positive note yeah mm. uh, 
But uh, for the last few weeks, we've been running uh, what, Will, what Will's been excited about this week. So we actually want to live what Will's been excited about in 2011. So, Will, your top three. And you right. your most you excited, excited about it. Right, well. I was told to make this about games. And do you know the biggest make thing that relevant. excited me this year? Go on. The schnitzels at Gamescom. <laughs> curry sauce. You get curry sauce with a sausage. And that is just something I've never experienced before. Now, Gamescom was great, but the sausages were next level sausages. Amazing. Is that your number three? No, that's number one. That's number one. I'm going in reverse. Oh, okay. No, that was the big one. That okay. was the big one for this reveal. year. Brilliant. Gone. Big reveal gone. Um, second one for me. Um, Big space lasers. That's something I'm really excited about this year. Um, I'm led to believe that both the Chinese and the Americans are developing space lasers. They'll be able to take you out wherever you are in the world. And they're really real. And they're really happening. And that's something else that's really exciting. Space lasers. Space Space lasers. lasers. Sausages. Number three. Um, it was a t- toss-up between the Birds of Prey, which stopped me from getting home a few weeks ago, and the Big Drill on Oxford Street in London. It was a big I'm, I'm going to go for the Big Drill on Oxford Street. And the reason I'm going to go for the Big Drill on Oxford Street is because I live in the countryside and I don't see many exciting things. I certainly don't see anything that big. That, was a, that could pack some, uh, pack some serious drillage, that drill. And that was, that was something that I really enjoyed this year. And it kind of made me realise that I was working in a big city and working at a big place like I Whereas whereas you see birds of prey all the time. I do see a lot of birds of prey, but they don't often get into the engine of my train and cause me a six hour delay to get home. It's probably cold outside. It probably was. So So just to recap, we've got a sausage, a drill and an imaginary laser. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're not imaginary though, Chris. They're real. Okay. No, that's good. So that was what Will was excited about in 2011. Make sure you tune in this time next year for what Will's been excited about in 2012. Thanks, Will, for joining us. Thank you. As Will has left the room, he's been replaced by another. Do you want to introduce yourself, mate? As another? As another one. <laughs> Where are we going with that phrase? Another. Just slightly another. retarded human being. <laughs> Hello, that's me. I'm excited about nothing. Great. Should, do you want to have a really quick recap of what, what Will was brilliant. excited about? What was he excited yeah. about? Um, curry, space curry lasers. Sausages, space lasers, Cheers, and uh, birds. Sausages. No, it wasn't birds. Oh, it, wasn't, was it? it was drills. Yeah. He's bored of birds. You, uh, you honestly, you missed the magic moment. You'll luckily you'll be able to listen to it on this yeah, I'll be podcast. To that. Oh, I'm, I'm good. Thanks, Kilby. Kilby just turned down a free drink. I did turn down a free What's drink. Happening then? We're now drinking Goldschlager. Don't oh. say it. Don't say it. Kills. Okay. The audience is going to miss my joke. Anyway, so moving swiftly on, 2011, a year in news. Been a good new, a good news, a good news year. Ooh. Are we all drinking? I'm gonna have yeah. A, I'm going to have okay. a bit. Crikey, Riley. Uh, I'll fill while everybody drinks. So guys, I hope, you, I hope you probably listen to this preparing for uh, New Year's Eve party. I hope you have a good time. Remember to drink safe, responsibly, and uh, book your taxes in advance. Brilliant. Yeah, cut, I, that, <laughs> cut that out. Right. Okay, we're no, done. Leaving that in. So, probably 2011, a year in news. It's been a great year for a lot of people. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, yeah. not, not, it's not been a great year for a lot of people. Okay. <laughs> about what you're going to fucking say before you say it. I'm just launching into it and hoping for the best. <laughs> well, what's, well let, let's put it this way. What's been the big sort of trends for 2011 sort of uh, in games? I, you've got to say it's hardware, right? In games. In games. Rise of the, the first person shooter. At the same time, it's console fatigue for me. Well, it, that's the whole thing. Everyone's yeah. talking about hardware, right? We've got new uh, Wii U announced at E3. Yep. Vita uh, no, officially announced that 3DS was launched. Everyone's oh, talking about the next console. Yeah, sorry, two. iPhone 4S. Yeah. Loads of hardware. So what's what, what's the big deal, Alex? Well, for me, yeah. Wii U is the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, although it was a bit of a fluffed announcement because obviously they kind of showed off the um, controller. So this was then, back in May, wasn't it? E3. Uh, June. Yeah. June even. Um. But yeah, they didn't really kind of explain what it was until afterwards, and it was only you know, I don't know a few hours after the event where they said, "Oh, it's a new console, not just a kind of add-on." Um, is that your cum face? Yeah. <laughs> what, when he come on, guys, that uh, kind of talk on my podcast. More <laughs> um, <laughs> of it. But, yeah. but I think the more, most important thing about Wii U is when we actually got to play the demos. Yeah. And and experience what it can do, and I think there's still an element of like. You know, how many people are actually going to utilise the hardware properly? Um, and I think even like Wii now, Skyward Sword is probably one of the few games that uses the Wii really, really well, I yeah. think. Um, the others, it's just kind of forced. So if they can make sure that third-party publishers support Wii U in the same way that Nintendo themselves will, that's going to be uh, the biggie for me. 
Do you not think they're boxing themselves into a corner yet again with a, a new sort of control system that people have to learn? But the the problem is, is they can't go and do exactly the same as Xbox or Sony because if they go head to head with them, they'll fail. True. Yeah, and you, you say people have to learn it, but I think people are very familiar with touchscreen. Yeah. Now because it kind of saturated everybody. Most people have an iPhone or they've yeah. used an iPad or they have some kind of touch device in their life. <laughs> we phrase. <laughs> I have a touch device. So I don't think it's entirely alien like the Wii was when it first came out. That was really strange and odd. And it's like kind of up to those guys to uh, make it intuitive and just kind of like a seamless learning process. Who's those guys? The clever folks at Nintendo. Mimoto and Iwata. Alex just did his face drinking the golf lager. It's, I it's, it's, just, lot, it's horrible hurting my chest on the way down. Do you, are you guys swooshing it around your mouth? No. That's what you're supposed to do. It cuts up your gums and then it goes into your bloodstream quicker. Cuts up your gums? That's why it's got those what? little bits of gold in it. Oh, what do you think myth. the gold's? No, that's what you do. It's a myth. Do it. Try it now. Just sloosh it well, around your mouth. terrible. I haven't got any gold bits in mine. Oh, even. God. I don't think you need to push it around your gums because... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll put hairs on your chest. I, I just, uh, swilled it around. Oh, I was almost sick. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is podcast gold. Yeah. Gold. Gold. Is, yes, gold. Yeah, it's gold. Man with a golden gun. Good. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, uh, we're back on track then. So big near for Nintendo, and they also released their own, a new handheld console as well. Yeah, but that was a bit of a damp squib. Why? Well, it Should launched it. It's <laughs> 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 wow. The ghost logger talking. Wow, amazing. <laughs> uh, because it promised a lot, but the actual games that it launched with were pretty, pretty rubbish. We said this recently in the office. If it launched this Christmas with Mario 3D Land and yeah. Mario Kart 7, yeah, amazing. And Star Fox and Zelda, all the other stuff. Yeah, that would yeah, be amazing. Zelda, but FIFA. yeah, it's it's starting to come into its own now. Yeah. Um, but up until that point, is this why you think? Do you think the Vita will fare better because it seems to have a better launch lineup of games? It's almost got um, too many games. Yeah. Vita, right? Yeah, but again, I looked through the Vita launch lineup and there aren't any. That I Lots of good titles, but no, but no system like, seller. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Not, of, not even Uncharted, do you think? Do you know what? After playing Uncharted 3... I've been s- slightly soured by yeah. Uncharted 3. And you also, because it's not made by Naughty Dog as well. I, do you know what? I, I don't think, mind that, just because the PSP versions of... Um, a slightly different tape, but maybe. What they're, what, what, my God prob- of War weren't made by um, the team behind the... My problem versions. is, is what they're offering, or what they're saying is Uncharted, but handheld, right? I've had enough of Uncharted this year. Like, that was enough for me, yeah. right? So that's what they're expecting me to go and pick up and play and play exactly the same experience. Yeah. So are you kind of holding out for more of the kind of, the kind of games that are tailored to that hardware? To the so Vita, like yeah. Little Deviants. Or Little Big Planet Vita, yeah. Because that's, that's, that's really interesting, oh, the way the part. touch... Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I would... Actually, when you drank then, Chris, it squeaked <laughs> on the mic. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd quite like uh, an HD GTA game portable. Because I loved the, like, the uh, Liberty City stories and Vice City stories and stuff. Chinatown. But if they made... Um, well, no, no, the kind of reimaginings of the console versions on PSP first. Right, right, right. So if they did uh, a Vita version of um, San Andreas, yeah. that would be Super Balls. Super Balls. Super Balls. Yeah. That would be good fun. How about you, Chris? <laughs> What's the question? What would you like to see you on like, Vita? You like Kirsty Wark. I'd like to see um, a really, a really HD version of Words with Friends. <laughs> I bloody love that game. Wow! You need it in HD because sometimes you can, you know, misconstrue what letters are what. Sometimes it's going to be a five. 3D, 3D Words with Friends is the future. Excellent. Cool. So we're done with hardware. <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, but let's phones? talk about well, like the next gen. Like, surely 720 and the PS4 has been a big. Sort what, of what, focus point. What do you think is going to be the big improvement on both? Is it just going to be better graphics and faster processing, or do you think they're actually going to go for this big overhaul? I hope. Cloud ha- I gaming? hope um, the PS4 has a cup holder. <laughs> I'm sure it will. I, I it should do. It's, what, it's too early for cloud gaming. Carry handle. I think. I, I agree it's with the you. Same on live. Great idea. Too early. I. I. You know. Do you read this from the guy who um, runs on live a few weeks ago that? he'd be interested in talking to Microsoft or Sony. Yeah, I, I, how, I think Online's waiting for one of the big boys to buy it up and then integrate yeah, that into yeah. the next console. Well, I, I and interviewed him to and, optical. and to me it sounds like the perfect um, kind of demo um, platform. Mm. Rather than having to sit there and download a two gig demo or something mm. like that and waiting for however long, you play it instantly. Yeah. So, so I've set up our Online boxes in the office using, we have a really fast internet connection. Like miles faster than what I have at home. 
Yeah. And it still gets blocky at times. Really? So it's not, it's not there yet. Yeah. Mm. And that's with it. Well, what but it is good tech. But, and again, but if you haven't got your internet connection, like he was saying, uh, when I interviewed him, it should run over 3G, but I don't believe that at the moment. No way. No. no. So. And we had new uh, Apple devices this year. iPhone 4S and iPad 2. It was sort of more of the same. More of the same, really. Um, Yeah, I hope iPhone 5 is a bit more interesting or whatever it may be next year. And it'd be nice to see iPad 2 do something a bit different rather than just have curved image. Because, yes. What did I say? iPad 2. Sorry. Thank you for correcting me, Daniel. Anytime. (laughs) It happens. So do you think we're going to see... Oh, I guess we're going to have predictions for next year, but... um, do you think next year is going to be the year we get new next-gen consoles? I think we might hear something about Xbox. Yeah, I don't think we'll see it next year, but I think we'll probably have whispers of it. Yeah. Okay. I think... Um, Not PS4, though. I think... Well, the thing is, I, Sony won't want to make that, the mistake of letting Microsoft go first again, because they've been playing catch-up. I, do you know what? I, th- I honestly think that PS4's got a lot more... Sorry, PS3 has got a lot more life in it than Xbox. Especially when you see like something like Last of Us. Yeah. Like, and what they're doing with that. Like, that looks pretty special it does look winning but even on the Xbox as well like Gears of War 3 is getting more out of that machine than has ever been done before yeah uh, and Forza looked it's an incredibly mm. beautiful game um, but yeah uh, do, you, do you know what I don't necessarily think it's the hardware I think it's the software I, I'm just the problem with this year is it was the year of the thirds mm. and unfortunately a lot of those thirds were turds as well, well oh, <laughs> I was just going to do that <laughs> joke <laughs> shit yeah. what about movies Ready to move on to that? So I'm just so happy that I beat Chris to the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of turds, Tilly. Chris Tilly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, nice. not, that's not funny or nice. Um, oh, just trying to link. Try to link. So what are we talking about? A bit some trends in um, 2011. One thing I want to ask you guys about is 3D. Now the films seem to be still making money in the cinemas, but everyone I know and speak to has had enough of it. Except. Except you. Yeah. Except but, um, 3D TV. You've got 3D on 3D TV. Do you use 3D? All the time. In fact, I play some games I don't like just to play something of 3D. Wow. Like How what? How pathetic I am. Um, Super Stardust. That's wow. good in 3D. It, is, it looks great, great game, but I've yeah. only got the demo, so I just play it over and over. Do you watch any 3D TV? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't have it hooked up to the actual TV. <laughs> you don't have it hooked up to the telly? No, I don't have it hooked up to an aerial. It's just a gaming TV. So okay, know. so when I talked about 3D movies just then, you, you were talking about something different. No, I, I, I go and watch them in the cinema and I watch them at home on the PS3. Do you think it's worth the extra money? Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Give me an example of a film that's better in 3D than 2D. Well, I haven't watched them in, three, in 3D and 2D. All right, give me an example of a great 3D movie. Tintin. Great 3D movie, I agree. Very good. 3D but it's a great movie, okay. is it the 3D that makes it great? Um, I think it'd be equally enjoyable without. So you just well, there you go. Point let's pay more money to have the same experience. I mean, because I think we all agree with you it. that a lot of these films would be just as much, just as entertaining yeah. if they're in two D. Except they'd be less expensive. You wouldn't have to wear those annoying glasses. And they'd be brighter, and you wouldn't get the color saturation. Yeah. But I think Spielberg really went to town on, on Tintin and I think he used the 3D in a, in a way that other people haven't done before. There were a couple of good ones this year. I, th- I think Hugo and Tintin had great 3D, but they're two of the best filmmakers of the last 50 years who've done that. Everyone else that's doing it, I just think, you know, apart from Pixar, it's just the people are doing it for the sake of it so they can charge extra money with the tickets and... So was Pixar's big movie was Cars? It was Cars, yes. It was a poor year for them, yeah. but as a money-making year for them as well. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, no one I know particularly likes cars, but Jesus, the kids love it. Yeah. And it Merchandising is, it makes a load monster. of money. Kids yeah. love cars. Isn't it the most, uh, the, it's yeah. the most money on merchandise? Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's, made a billion dollars just on merchandise. Yeah. so many characters, though, as well. You can just... But they've also done a ton of different cars games. Like, cars games are coming out all the time, not just tied in with the movie. So... Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like I've had enough of 3D, but it shows, it shows no sign of abating. I don't think it's going away. But I think what we found last week is we, uh, the three of us went to see Mission Impossible 4 at the IMAX. And certainly someone like, actually, we, we, I'm going all over the place today, but um, Alex and I saw some of Dark Knight Rises today, which everyone probably would have seen by the time this comes out. Yeah. Because it's playing before Mission Impossible. And um, Emma Thompson, Emma Thompson, Emma Thomas was there. Uh, Crystal Nolan's wife and producer. 
And she said that he sees the future and what watching films should be is watching it on the IMAX screen. Rather and that's 3D. what we felt watching yeah. Mission Impossible. I oh, think we God, all yeah. felt an adrenaline rush that I've not felt in a 3D movie yet. The way that the, when the when it used the full expanse of the screen and the camera swooped out of the building and around the side of the building. In the, in the Dubai sequence, it was, it did induce vertigo. When yeah, you're watching you. Just, well, I was right. really hoping I can you hear Tom giggling like two seats down. But yeah, I'm a big laugher at movies. When a movie really gets me, and I just, I just, uh, 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 and it and it does something that really takes it, it sings. You know, when a movie sings at you. It was just doing that, and that was just Chicago. making me laugh. Chicago. So I'm not <laughs> singing, but um, big fan of Julie but, Andrews. Yeah, but make, just makes me laugh. I'm just like the yeah. audacity of what well, they've done the same and with how games they do though, it. Yeah, I am so enchanted. Well, Tom and Daniel were sitting on the side of me, and I was really hoping they weren't seeing me. Because I was really holding on to my chair. That was anyone comes, going to fall out of it. I was really, and I was like, Ugh. I was thinking, please don't notice what yeah I'm being here. <laughs> but and I've seen that in some reviews. People have said the same thing that it's, it had it was more of a special effect than any 3D they've seen. Yeah, agreed. Brad Bird said that as well. That why he didn't want to use 3D, he finds IMAX a more effective, immersive experience, and it's true. It's right. So I'd love that. I'd love that to be the direction it goes in in the next couple of years for, for the right films yeah but, but I think that the issue with three uh, with uh, aiming for IMAX is that uh, there's only uh, like we said with Batman Dark Knight, with Dark Knight Rises there's only five proper uh, IMAXs in the UK Bradford Manchester London Glasgow and mm. somewhere else I can't think where um, so if that's where you're aiming for then again you're going to get a watered down product if you're looking at the, the IMAXs in inverted commas that they have at like yeah. at Odeons and, th- and places like that sure which could be an issue, but um, yeah, if you're going to see Mission Impossible 4, see it at IMAX, because holy moly, that is incredible. How, it, how much of that film is shot at IMAX, though? Um, th- there's three or four sequences. Key sequences, yeah. yeah. Right. It's like The Dark Knight. It's like The Dark Knight, and it made me remember how good The Dark Knight Returns was in the cinema, Yeah, and how I, I feel like it is a bit watered down now when I see it on the telly. It doesn't have the same impact, and I couldn't figure out why, and then it was seeing Mission Impossible made me remember, oh yeah, I remember just going, oh, at the beginning of Dark Knight. Yeah, what the the Joker sequence? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and then the, the Hong Kong, Kong sequence. Yeah, the Hong well Kong is. sequence is the yeah, one yeah, where yeah. I remember. Yeah, but um, and yeah, the other thing we were we were talking about earlier is is what a good year it's been for British films. You would concur, wouldn't you, Tom? Pop, pop. I mean, if we go, governor, if if we if we include <laughs> Harry Potter, which we kind of can, um, claiming it, anyway. that was huge. In between us, the biggest comedy of all time in the UK. Yeah. The King's Speech made an absolute fortune. And like cleared up at the Oscars as yeah, well. Way back when, yeah. Yeah, huh. well, it came out maybe at the tail end of December, but over here, all through January and February, it was right. packing them in. And at the moment, Arthur Christmas has been four, four or five weeks out now, and it's number one. Yeah. So. Is that British film? Yeah, Arthur Ardman. Christmas. It's Ardman. Oh, it was Ardman? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right, I didn't realise that. Their second digimation. What was the first one? Flushed, flushed away. away. Don't talk oh, about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, this is good times to be English, especially for actors as well. Like I put in the notes about um, how now we've got Superman, Spider Man, and Batman, and they're all British. They're all British actors, and like there's been a real sort of invasion of Hollywood by our stars and our talent. Chris Nolan is the biggest director in the world, yeah. arguably. Um, Fassbender's the coolest actor in the world. Yeah. Fassbender, Kerry Mulligan's in every movie that comes out. Yeah, look at X Men and all the cast that was in that. Virtually yeah. all of them were British. Um, so we're one's pretty good, aren't we? Oh, we're fucking, fucking awesome. Hell. My one worry, though, was that I was just looking through next year and it doesn't feel like there's the same kind of... There's no King's Speech this Christmas. There's no British film that's getting all the awards. Um, I'm sure they'll make an in-between us two between now and this time next year. Um, but I think next year could see the um, the return of the British crime movie. Yeah, I think there's some good ones. There's the Sweeney and a film called Welcome to the Punch, which both look quite kind of interesting. So Cockneys versus Zombies. Yeah, that's got one good joke in it. <laughs> Has it? We have the writer coming in soon of that one, actually, to oh, guess really? on the podcast, so it looks amazing. <laughs> my film of next year. So, there have been a lot of hero movies this year, but do we have any personal heroes of the year that we Apart want to talk about? I was going to say, it has to be Dan Kilby. You are a hero. <laughs> yeah, worst podcast like, host I, I thought I was pretty bad at hosting, but Jesus Christ, you take it to new <laughs> what, limits. What people don't realise is this has probably been 20 minutes, half an hour they've listened to. This has taken us four hours. <laughs> <laughs> we want to go home for Christmas. <laughs> the amount of stuff we've had to cut out. So yeah, uh, personal heroes. Tom? Um, I would say, for me, uh, 2012 has been... Uh, hasn't been one one person stands out for me and it's someone that died which is pretty sad and that's Steve Jobs that was a big year for uh, a big bloke yeah definitely an influence so uh, I know obviously 
hasn't done anything massive this year other than dying, which is a bit morbid. <laughs> but wow, uh, well, he, he helped launch iPad Two, the biggest consumer product of all time. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a bit of a downer and say mm. Steve Jobs. Yeah, sad times. If it wasn't for him, we'd probably not be here today. <laughs> what do you think Is he invented us? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh, wow. like an Empire Strikes Back moment gonna have to move on. this is getting grim Alex hit me uh, I don't know his name but probably the uh... <laughs> the guy who owns Fenton the dog no <laughs> the Albert Einstein the, Al- the Albert Einstein of the bodybuilding world <laughs> that was last year I don't care <laughs> um, do you know what I don't think I've got any personal heroes is what? that a Waterman? <laughs> <laughs> No, okay. I don't, no. I don't do heroes. Dead air, essentially. Right, great. Groups. I don't, Grouper. I don't, yeah, I don't do heroes. Do you want to build people up, Dan? Tilsner? This is an absolutely pointless wow. segment where wow. we don't, two people don't select a hero. Well, I've, Why I've, have I've, it got, I've, got, I've got one. Um, I'm not entirely sure um, when our next pay review happens, but Ian Chambers <laughs> is my hero, the MD of IGN in the UK. Um, he's done a great job the last 12 months, and um, yeah, I just hope he knows who I am. And he listens to the podcast as well, so... Yeah, so... I, the problem is I don't think he has any idea who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Tilly, uh, pay rise. Um, Kills, what, yourself? Uh, don't know. People generally... Oh, you have a go at People generally been pretty good. Uh, Clint Eastwood's always cool. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What's, what's Clint he Eastwood? He made a shitty film this you year. Know what, you know what an anagram of Clint Eastwood is? Old West action. Really? Wow. Yes. wow. If only you'd made one of them. <laughs> so, Kilbs, you, you genuinely don't have one. Um, when I saw the Justin Bieber documentary, that was pretty inspiring. So, Justin Bieber. No, really? I was just saying that to get to Chrissy. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I don't mind Justin Bieber. I just think it's weird that you like him so much. I just think he's cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any. I don't. I don't think there's any particular. But this has been absolutely waste of time. Wow. Why? Why even Apologies, it? listeners. <laughs> why even include it? Tell uh, us your heroes, though. I'm sure you've got a hero yeah. of 2011. Maybe it's, maybe it's me. What's your favourite Cadbury's hero? Oh, I like, I like, yeah. the, there you go. I like the mini fudge. Who's your favourite superhero? What? Oh, Batman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fudge. <laughs> Kick-ass. Kick-ass. Is he really your favourite superhero? No, not really. Oh. I'd say, I'd just, he's the most recent one I've watched. So, what go. about Red? Red? Comic no, book? I didn't think it was very good. You didn't like the comic? Machete was awesome. Red, get it? No. Oh, is, is, is Machete Christ, a superhero? This is, oh, this is painful. All right, okay, so let's get out of here and move on to 2012 preview. Ooh. Ooh. So 2012 is 365 new days to play games in. <laughs> Cooper's you know what? He's so livid with how this podcast is going. It's actually a leap year, so there's 366 days. Oh, is it a leap even got that wrong. <laughs> this is amazing. It's a leap year. There's an extra day of gaming. Fantastic. But what are we all look collectively and individually looking forward to playing during and watching. those days? And watching. And what? Well, I was going to do Dan, movies in a bit. Why don't you tell us what's coming out in 2012? Do you want right. me to tell you? Oh, I've, I've got the list. Oil Rush, Final Fantasy Thirteen. Two. No, yeah. not everything. Not everything. Just right. Alex, you do it. Alex, sure, you do uh, it. So there are a ton of pretty big games coming out. First of which, Aliens. This is in alphabetical order, by the way. Aliens, Colonial Marines. Excited? So yes, yeah, I'm quite excited about Alien Clone Marines, although I didn't think much of Alien vs. Predator. But it's a different developer, right? It is, yeah. This is Gearbox, uh, who obviously did Borderlands. Um, so from what I've seen so far, it looks very tasty indeed. And speaking of Borderlands, obviously Borderlands 2 is on the horizon. And uh, that was a game that I sunk a, a load of time into. Mm. And uh, although I haven't seen an awful lot of it so far, it does look pretty sweet. When's that out? Uh, or is there at no the moment, day? no, yeah. So it's kind of a 2012 release, but uh, not sure when. Probably uh, end of the year, I think. Yeah. Uh, other bees, Dan Kilby, Assassin's Creed Three. You excited um, by that, well, or is it? Uh, yes and no. Based on I've been doing a lot of reading since um, I finished the last one, and the sort of like overarching prediction is that it's going to be set either in the modern day or in the future. And it's just like, that's not what Assassin's Creed's about. Yeah, but they can't tread the same old yeah. tired story no, but, again. No, but it doesn't have to be the same story, though. Go to Paris. A lot of people have been calling for, for Paris. Or even London. Be <laughs> full of French people. Yeah. What, but what, what kind of time setting are you thinking? French Revolution. Let's have yeah, that. That would be good. Victorian London. Even yeah. Tudor London would be quite interesting. But, uh, Tudor London. Oh, that would be great. It would be a bit like Skyrim. 
Why not play Skyrim? Maybe I do that. But, but, but you can't just climb up. Self-editing his thoughts up. as he goes along, talking, talking can't just, through. I'm bored of the whole kind of climbing up buildings, doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, but, and, but and then don't me, play Assassin's Creed, in all fairness. But, but do you know what I was going to say before you rudely interrupted oh, me? Okay, the weakest no. part of Assassin's Creed is, I find, are the assassinations, which surely should be the kind of, the, the kind of climaxes. True. I think that... that I'd, I'd agree with that complaint. A lot of the time, I don't actually necessarily feel like an assassin. Right. Um, and for me, Assassin's Creed isn't... I've kind of s- stepped away for over the past couple of days, past couple of games, of really expecting to feel like an assassin. Yeah. Now it just kind of feels like a, like a really good action adventure. Yeah. Um, if, they, if, they, if they... I don't know if this will ever happen, but if they were the same development team that did Splinter Cell Conviction, because for me, that's, sort of, that's a perfect third-person yeah, control yeah. system. Great, yeah. If they stuck that in the Assassin's Creed world somehow, um, that would, that would almost be a perfect game. See, what I want from Assassin's Creed Three is well, as I've said, the focus on being uh, an awesome assassin, but yep. like to know that my target is wherever he is in exposition. Mm-hmm. But how I kind of do that isn't completely up to me. And but and, that's, have but, you played this one? I must admit, I haven't played Revelations. But it, the previous games have tried to do it, but they've just never really been that succe- successful. Revelations you, was it the best. It kind of pushed into a little funnel, and in the end you do it in a kind of certain way. I feel like we're going down an Assassin's Creed cul-de-sac here, because there oh. are a lot more games coming Let out. Let me reverse out of the cul-de-sac. Yeah, come out of the cul-de-sac. And let's head along to... Fable, the journey highway. <laughs> That's where you've gone to. That's where uh, you've gone. Well, I was thinking about Fable, the journey last night because yeah. obviously that was shown off at E3. But that's the last we've kind of seen of it. Yeah. So I wonder if that's going to come out next year or a reveal will happen and it's going to be, I don't know, taking a bit of a sort of radical departure because Peter Molyneux was complaining that it was uh, unfairly represented yeah. during Microsoft's press conference, which to be fair, it was. It got a bit of a lukewarm reception as well, didn't it? Well, that's it? because it didn't... Like, I, I saw a demo afterwards and it was it, the game itself is actually very different from what they, they showed. Right. Because he was promised... Uh, I'm sure this was on the record. He was promised, like, uh, I think, a nine-minute presentation during E3, which was cut back to, like, two minutes. Right. So, you know, they couldn't show all the scope of what the game can do. So, you know, to quote him, he was extremely pissed off. So, but, you know, we can only write up what we've seen. Yeah, we will see. So you've got Fable Journey. Uh, I'm pretty sure there might be a new FIFA game. Not yeah, sure. FIFA will Do definitely happen at some point. Yeah, but also FIFA Street. So taking football back to the street, man. I'm going to kick that ball in your gutter. Or through your window. Yep. Bruv. Far Cry 3. That looked great. That looks awesome. That looks really, really Far good. Cry 2, I thought, was a little bit... I wasn't a big fan. Um, but Far Cry 3 looks like it's a step in the right direction. Uh, Last Guardian. That's will it come out? New. Will it be good? New. I know it'll be good, but I just don't think it'll be out next Will year. Will it be good, though? It's got to come out next year. Good God, I've been seeing that game for God knows how long. Am I the only person who doesn't really understand fully what that game is? So I imagine it's like Ico, but instead of guiding uh, a, t- a tiny woman around, you're guiding a giant dog bird. That or sounds bird. like... Right. Like, through puzzles and things yeah. like that. That's, that's, I generally think that's what it is. Yeah? But, you know, that could be interesting. New Tomb Raider? Oh, yes, that please. looks good. I think that's gonna. That's my most anticipated. I possibly. I'm really hoping that it gives Uncharted a run for its money. Yeah, um, because I think Uncharted is kind of rested on its laurels a little bit with the, the third iteration, uh, and I'd like to see something give it a little punch in Nathan's nuts. Uh, Max Payne. Max Payne looks awesome. Uh, so Creeper and I went and played the multiplayer of that the other day, and it's the first time that I've really, really enjoyed multiplayer gaming in a mm, long time. Really? Um, just because it was really kind of tense and balanced, and, and maybe that was just the people we were playing with, but they they've added a narrative to the multiplayer, so uh, like it's spread over five stages, but it follows a different storyline, and depending on the outcome of that storyline, that queues up the next level. So if you finish the first level and you've got one person who's particularly badass, that person becomes like the the target for everyone else who has to go after them. That's pretty cool. That's really and, and so it kind of changes depending on the outcomes of the round. So mm. yeah, that looks very sweet. And, uh, like the Crystal Maze. Something like the Crystal Maze. <laughs> Can I check in a multiplayer game that I'm looking forward to? At this you point? may. Anarchy Reigns. But uh, Platinum Games is uh, multi-platform. Um, uh, uh, yeah, it's an MMO. You, you, it's a brawler. You basically go in and brawl with like up to uh, however many people it is. Me and you played it at um, 
a, a said game event that we will not name. Yes, we did. That's the one where you're in the jungle, right? Well, we were in the jungle. No, we were on a, uh, an oil rig. And we were robots fighting each other. <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> yeah, wow. no, I do remember that. Yeah. You know which game I'm talking Ooh, about? Yeah, we were yeah, on I a do. tennis court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that looked quite good, didn't it? Uh, uh, you know. I'm not a massive fighting games fan. No. But it was like Bayonetta, but multiplayer. So You're a lover, not a fighter. Bayonetta, like, Absolutely. Uh, and um, then, of course, you've got Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Oh, be coming man. Out. I saw that trailer. And massive fan of Metal Gear. Yeah. Kind of looking forward to Rising. And then that came out. Would rather it didn't come out. <laughs> wow. But what if it's really good fun? Well, it could be, but it just doesn't look like it. You've just it looks got like a, Dynasty Warriors. You've got to go in, into it thinking it's not a Metal Gear game, basically. But why go into it at all? Wow. Well, it just looks have, like have, you played, have you played all the games other that are Metal games? Gear, right? Pardon? Have you played any other Platinum games? You played Vanquish? Yes, that was good. That was good. Well, there See? you go. There you go. It's like oh, okay. Vanquish, but there you go. All right. Maybe did you right. like Bayonetta? Uh, no. I didn't particularly like Bayonetta, but there you go. Copy of missed off. Are you still going through the list? Uh, no, you can uh, queue up some. Uh, two. Hitman. <laughs> Hitman. 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 Absolution. I would play Hitman. <laughs> me, me, me as Legend Suit Larry. Hit- what happens in Hitman? <laughs> Alex likes it. It's too good, Alex. It's, I just missed having him on the podcast. Uh, it's yeah. been awesome. <laughs> Hitman Absolution. Yeah, go on. That, I mean, that just looks great. Yeah. Really, really good. I've, I've always kind of liked the world of Hitman, but I've never been massively into the games themselves. Um, Much but, like you are with tits. <laughs> <laughs> you prefer cock. <laughs> uh, Darkness 2. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Yep. And Bioshock Infinite. Oh yeah, yes. big, it's a big one. Whether that will come out next year or yeah. not, I don't know, but uh, it's certainly worth looking out for. Uh, Chris, what about movies? Are we not? Uh, is that it then? Sorry, I keep jumping in and saying Grand Theft Auto. Is that not going to come out next year? Is that going to come? Oh, out? I don't think that will come out next year. No. Oh, oh they, better. They, but they're I don't kind, think it will. I'm Rockstar have kind of got that spring release window kind of sewn up, so I don't see why they'd want to move out. I'm I'm excited about Mass Effect Three. Can I just put it out? Oh there? yeah, of course, Mass Effect yeah. Three. Sorry, yeah. I totally forgot about that. Which uh, I only played Mass Effect for the first time, uh, number two on the pit when that came out on the PlayStation 3 earlier this year um, for the first time. And I would still say it's probably one of my favourite games of the year. Uh, Like, it was beautiful on the PlayStation. Absolutely beautiful. Fair enough. Um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And also all the Vita games, like... Yeah. yeah. I am looking forward to spending some time with Vita. But I can't actually think of... uh, Apart from, actually, I'm really looking forward to Mode Storm RC. Uh, that's going to be good for multiplayer Um, Scott on uh, Twitter messaged me saying next uh, meet and greet should be a Vita and Motorstorm meet and greet so we should definitely try and get that on yeah we should try that Um, what about do you reckon Last of Us will come out next year any chance of that I think isn't it it scheduled for quarter three is it I think so sweet I don't know because like uh, Naughty Talk are now split into two development houses so one group doing Last of Us another group doing Uncharted so hopefully we'll just see a nice tandem of Naughty Dog games like one a year but what happens if they're the same game with a different liquor paint yeah that's that's worrying that's my concern it's not going to be like that Naughty Dog know exactly what they're doing they're talented people they're not going to just roll something I'm just throwing it out there have some faith it's going to be epic Guaranteed game of the year. Lollipop Chainsaw game of the year. There what about movies? What about movies? Well, I've got a bit more structure to my uh, preview of Thank 2012. <laughs> what I've done is I've um, picked out what I think will be the five biggest films of the year. Coming into the year, I think these will be the five most successful. So maybe get your thoughts on what, you, what you're most excited about out of these five. Yeah, let's do that. Um, so we have uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. Not the do- excited by that at all. I mean, I'm not allowed to say that yet. No, let's discuss them at the end. Okay. Or do you want to go through each one no, of them? No, go for it. Go for it. The Amazing Spider-Man, The Dark Knight Rises, The Avengers, Skyfall, and The Hobbit. Ooh, interesting. Ooh. Lots of so, good films. So which of those are you most looking forward to seeing? Can we rank them? If you'd like to, yeah, go can for we, it. Can we start at bottom? Personally, I'm most excited about Skyfall. I interesting. Think, yeah, I think Aren't that's... You? Yeah, I'm such a big Bond fan, and I think this could be the, this could be the year, and the... the the film that turns Bond into a exciting property that directors actively want to work on. Do they not already? I thought it's like one. Not really. Uh, they don't. They don't really pick up name directors. Sam Mendes is a name director. Yeah. And when I was watching uh, Mission Impossible the other night, 
and it it outbonds Bond like the last two Bonds by oh, so so much like the gadgets the stunts everything we're just so much better than any Bond film I've seen for a long time I, I, I don't know I, I think Casino Royale, Royale was brilliant there were some really interesting things happening in that and he the character was much more interesting than just, Ethan Hunt and I thought what was going on in his in his brain was more interesting but I thought I just I just felt that it felt more like a Bond movie than either of those two did and they've always shied away from doing gadgets for um uh from doing the like the ridiculous set pieces, they seem to have gone a bit more sort of Bourne esque. Mm. Whereas this would seem like a Bond movie. It had the humour, which the, the last two have lacked a bit of, and it had the set pieces and it had the gadgets, and it just shows that you can have these things and have a great movie. But it had no character development. I didn't really think, and it had no villain. So, yeah. Um. What one thing I will say though is you you mentioned they they're looking for name directors or, or you know they've not been be, yeah. Um. They don't want name directors really as such. Like the one time they had one, which was about five years ago, uh, Quentin Tarantino said he'd do one and they had talks. But because he wanted to do a Quentin Tarantino yeah. Bond movie, yeah. they, they, they shy away. They like directors that they can keep in they these, shape. you know, yeah, this very kind of um, set. So what you're saying is Sam Mendes is, is a, an acclaimed director, but he hasn't had the no, commercial success. You're, no, we'll see. We'll see. You're, you're, I think you're absolutely right, but they've shied away from actually... I, I'm sure there are a lot of name directors that would be would have made one. I'm, I'm, Spielberg said in the past he would love to have made a James Bond film. Yeah. But they like having guys that they can kind of control a little bit and, you know, keep what Broccoli wants, what Cubby Broccoli and his... Well, now his daughter. Yeah. But Skyfall, that's interesting. What about you, Al? Uh... I think it's probably going to be The Hobbit. Mm, more, than you surprise me. more than Dark Knight Rises, yeah. Oh, wow. Something something's gone wrong. Would you have said that this morning though? Before we watched, Alex and I saw the six minutes of of uh, Dark Knight Rises that probably everyone has seen by the time this yeah. goes live. I must admit, I came away feeling a little bit underwhelmed. Mm. I thought it was a good sequence, but it wasn't a patch on the Joker sequence at the beginning of um, Dark Knight Returns because that is an amazing sequence. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That's a brilliant start to a movie. Whereas this, it's in a, it's all right, but you know, everyone in the cinema when it finished turned around and said, "What the fuck was he saying?" Because mm. you cannot literally understand a word that Bane is saying because no. he's got this mask on. It's really, it's bad. And I really hope that they rectify that by the time it comes out. I'm sure they'll they do something to. about it because it's universal. Every single write up has mentioned it, um, and it's fine. Yeah, I can describe what happens in the scene, can't I? Do you want me yeah, to describe course. it? Because you haven't seen it. No, so. I know what happens anyway. Okay. Spoiler so, alert. Whoop, so, whoop. spoiler alert if you haven't seen it already. Um, basically, uh, these kind of uh, terrorist guys are taken on a plane by the CIA. What? Do you need? Do we need to say what happens in it? Yeah, because I want to... Wait a minute. Okay. Um, uh, and then it turns out that one of the guys on the plane is Bane, and that's the guy they've been looking for, and it all kicks off. I'm not going to go into too much detail. But... Like you can hear what he's saying when it's all kind of calm, but as soon as it kicks off and like lots of stuff happens to the, the aeroplane, that's when you lose it. And there's a point in the scene where um, there's this, they've got a hostage and they're doing some of this hostage. And I think probably what they're doing is quite important, but you can't understand a word that they're saying. Mm. It's like, uh, okay, what are you doing there? What's going on? And then it just kind of finishes. Obviously that was the, the prologue that we saw. Hopefully when we see the final film, it'll make a bit more sense. Or we'll be able to understand what you're saying. So why are you more excited about The Hobbit than Dark Knight now? Just because uh, I re-watched the Lord of the Rings movies um, just a, a few weeks ago. Uh, and it reminded me how much I love those films. Yeah. And um, I just can't wait to sort of go back and... And they actually um, they, they screened the trailer uh, last week in Austin. Over the weekend, Did actually. They? Yeah. Um, at an event over there. And um, I spoke to a couple of people who saw it. And they said it's just really nice. It's like having an old friend yeah. returning or something. Putting an old jumper on. Like, seriously, it's, I cannot wait to see. It's not got any. Uh, apparently, the, the trailer playing this Christmas. Um, I can't remember what it's before, but um, it's not got any of the big action sequences. But it's just got lots of character work with reintroducing or Great. introducing characters, which Love is it. lovely. Yeah. So um, that's when it's supposed to be out. It's next Christmas, tail end oh, of next cool. year. Yeah. How about you, Kills? Um. I'm also very, very excited about Skyfall, probably the most excited about uh, of all of those films. Although I watched, uh, what did I watch? Uh, Captain America the other day. Um, and I mean, it was cool, but it, the, the end bit where they have the thing with Tony Stark or whatever. Or the Avengers. Is, yeah. Yeah, where it's bringing it all in. Kind of got me excited about the Avengers. I think that could be really, really good. Um, 
I ju- yeah, I just seem to have lost enthusiasm for the Avengers now. My only, yeah, my concern mm. is it's not going to be kind of the sum of all of its parts. Mm. Like individually, I think, you know, they've got potential, but I, I just don't know how they're going to control that many kind of big names and what the focus is going to be. I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see what they it do with the Hulk. It could go a bit wayward, but... It's got, it's, I mean, it's got, I think it's got potential, but the other thing as well is just comic book movies I'm really kind of flagging on at the moment. Yeah, they need some kind of reinvention or some or, or a break or something. They need... Mm. But that's why I quite like, you know, what Nolan has done with Batman. It doesn't necessarily feel like you're watching a comic book movie. No. Um, especially with uh, Dark Knight Returns, it feels more like a, a gangster movie a lot of the time. None of it is, or obviously, you know, his kind of gadgets and that kind of stuff is sort of taking it to extreme. But it feels more like a believable world than, you know, some dude with a superpower. Yeah. But that, isn't that just more Nolan's skill rather than but it's, transcending I, I, the genre? What I would say, it's probably, you know, that in itself is matching the right director with the right franchise. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, there must be, you know, Spider-Man, for example, they always seem to kind of take it to the extremes and it's, you know, I'm not a massive Spider-Man comic but uh, fan, so maybe that's what Spider-Man fans want. But I've, none of those movies have ever really appealed to me, which is why I'm just not excited about Spider-Man whatsoever. No. Is the new Superman movie yet? What's going on with that? No, it's, an, it's put back a year. Okay. Saw some pictures of Zod the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, not, look? not fully costumed. He had like a dressing gown on, but uh, it's good. <laughs> That's not fully costumed. <laughs> well, no, he was. But <laughs> he's <in> dressing gown. <laughs> right, so you can, Hello, I'm Zod. <laughs> so you can see his, uh, the boots and everything. So it looked very similar to Superman's outfit, but in black, rather than being the baggy, like, one suit that Pajama they wore things, in Spider-Man yeah. 2. It's Superman 2. Yeah, yeah. Rather, rather yeah well, they won't be wearing a similar outfit, those, no. those homoerotic S&M outfits. Um, interesting so there's, yeah, there's one movie that you've missed off that I'm quite excited about it's Prometheus well I put down the five that I think were going to be the biggest yeah and then I've listed I've listed um, five or six more that I think are going to be the most interesting and Prometheus is the top there yeah I think that's probably what I'm most excited about next year yeah I mean first we've got to find out exactly what it is yeah um, but everything I'm hearing from set and from people at Fox is that it's going to be a very unusual film that people aren't really expecting. And okay, yeah, Sounds this good. is the uh, Alien movie, Dan. Oh, if you don't, okay. yeah, no, I, I recognise the name. Ridley Scott's made, not made a good film I know, for a this long is my, time. This is my issue. It's my slight concern. He hasn't made a good movie since Gladiator, probably. I think you could argue some of his film that these films have moments, but I don't think he's made anything. And in the sci-fi universe, um, Alfonso Cuarón's got a new film out called Gravity with George Clooney, and that's off. He made the best Harry Potter. Yep. obviously and he made Children of Men as well which is a great um, film that was awesome yeah so it's him doing sci-fi again it's about some people stuck in a well it's just got two actors in it and it's them trying to stay alive when stuff goes wrong in space yeah I'm wow. excited about that one um, action wise uh, The Raid which we mentioned on a previous podcast but that looks awesome um, and The Hunger Games I know I've Alex is nonplussed about that one but I think that's going to be very interesting and the the other film, uh, probably more than Prometheus, actually, that I'm really excited about is Django Unchained. Which is the Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. Because I always have faith in Tarantino. I loved uh, Inglorious Bastards. Is that, that, that was, is that I thought it was one of his greatest movies. Yeah, it was the oh. greatest movie of the year that came out, I think. God, I thought it was okay. I yeah. thought some great performances, especially by the guy who played the, the Nazi dude. Mm. I think he might oh no, Christoph maybe. Waltz Christoph Waltz yeah he was amazing but yeah we get a new Tarantino next Christmas and I always get excited for them is it's that a movie that he's written and directed yeah, yeah it's a western um, southern southern western about um, slaves rising up and taking on their kind of cowboy plantation owner people right. we've also got Star Wars coming out again next year Phantom Menace mm. we have Star Wars and Titanic is anyone Titanic. here is anyone here excited about Titanic coming yes. back never seen in it in 3D, 3D. That's going to be a film that's definitely good at watching in 3D. Good at watching. (laughs) (laughs) Going to be good to watch in 3D. Come on. Oh, come on. What? No? Yeah. Did you you just say you've never... You get to see uh, Kate Kate Winslet's bush in 3D. Oh. Oh, When when it's sinking, it's going to just look fantastic. Like, oh, spoiler a, alert! <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like there's a certain sequence in Uncharted which has similar values, and that is so. Oh, 
Tom, did you just say you've not seen Titanic? Never seen it. That's amazing. Yeah. I've seen bits of it. I've you've, just not had, never... you've not had any woman make you sit down and watch no, it? We're no. going on a date, my friend. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, no, never seen it. I've seen bits of it. I know what happens, obviously, but I've just never sat down and watched it start, start to finish. Do you know what? Kez has never seen Blade Runner, which I just think is a crime. I've not seen... All we, Back we, to the Future. All Back to the Future. We all have gaps in our... Um, but in our past. Yeah, but Blade but, Runner. Uh, but Titanic surprises me just because... Uh, in your lifetime, it must have been so yeah, it's been so prevalent. Yeah, I don't know why I've missed it, but yeah, I've never seen it. It's a well-made movie. I mean, I don't like it, but it's really well made. Fucking Billy Zane in that film, though, bloody hell! Is he as good as he is in Twin Peaks? Um, <laughs> oh, who is this Picasso? He'll never amount to anything. <laughs> Sounds wow. like he's as good. He as must as be as the Twin villain. Peaks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's the movies. And also, actually, I was just going to say TV. Um, Sherlock returns first week of Jan, Excellent. which has been my favourite show the last year or two. Yeah, um, and also I'm sure a lot of our listeners have watched this series of Walking Dead that finished a couple of weeks ago, halfway through the season, on an amazing episode. And so I can't wait for the return of that because that just got shit hot. I'm Game of Thrones as well. Game of Thrones will be back. Oh yeah, Very excited about that. Doctor Who. Cool. Back. So. <laughs> Uh, as host, I guess it's my job to round this off. We've got anything else to talk oh, about? Oh, don't finish this off. Get, are we going to make our predictions? Oh, yeah. We need to make our predictions before I round this off. You're so, going to us off. Um, starting with you, Alex. What, what do you want me to predict? I want you to predict what the biggest game of the year and the biggest film of the year is. So the, the game that I think will win the Game of the Year awards at the end of next year, Mass Effect 3. So hold on, what are we talking about? What award or what? Uh, or what's all the most popular? Uh, no way. I think you should. Um, uh, I think you should make your own predictions about what you want them to be about. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Nice, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can predict whatever you like, but we will review these next year. Makes it impossible to compare them there for all dangers. Right. Okay. Things. I think Mass Effect Three will win IGN's Game of the Year in our Game of the Year awards next year. But hold on, <laughs> you can you can affect the well, winner. No, of that. I can't. That's total insider trading. I can't though. <laughs> I, I could vote for it, but, you know, one vote. And let's face it, I won't play it. But I'm just, you know, that's what I think. Okay. I predict Tomb Raider will have box art. That's rubbish. No? Okay. Um, I think... Do you think, do you predict that there will be another Call of Duty game? Uh, yeah, there will be another Call of Duty. I think, <laughs> I think the best, I think the game that people are probably going to enjoy most and will get most critical acclaim, probably Mass Effect 3. Mm, or copy me. If it, if it comes out, maybe Bioshock Infinite. If it comes out. Okay, um, yeah, let's do this on Metacritic rating. Okay. What's going to get the highest Metacritic rating of any game released next year? Tom? Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, Bioshock Infinite would do probably. I'm sticking with Mass Effect. Yeah, well, Max Payne. Yeah. I think Max Payne's going to do really well. Nah. Hasn't got a broad enough appeal. No, but Metacritic. Yeah. Still don't think. Chris, what about movies? What are you going to predict about movies for next year? I'll predict that I think Dark Knight will be the most successful film of the year. Overall, completely? Yeah, financially, um, globally, I think that will cross the billion dollar mark. Is that a bit of a left field one? It's not a left, no, I don't think so. No, think, sure, can we have a left field, left field a prediction? A left field prediction. Oh, um, I've got one. Go on. We will see it in between as Christmas movie next Christmas. Nice. And my other one is we will see a new Xbox next year. You think we will? I think we will. I think but, what, you actually you think that it will be on sale? But I don't think it'll be a next generation Xbox. Oh. I think. We'll what do you have, think it's going to be an Xbox with Connect integrated or something? Something like that. Okay. I think we'll have uh, new like successors to Xbox and PS3 announced at E3. Okay. Is that it? I want to have more interesting predictions. Okay. Hmm. Who's going to be the breakout star 2012? Oh, good question. Who is going to be next year's Fastbender? Hmm. Interesting. I think it could be Walter. The, uh, the new the Muppets. Muppets. From the Muppets. I knew you going to say that. It's so predictable. <laughs> <laughs> I've made myself laugh. Right, should we have a go, shot of Gold Slager and finish it off? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> that has been 52 episodes of the IGN UK podcast, maybe 53 or 54 if you count E3 ones. And Gamescom, and Gamescom ones. ones. And Gamescom ones, whatever. You've had about 50. Amazing. 
podcasts from iGen UK over the year. We hope it's been from iGen UK. From iGen UK, mm. we hope it's been a good and as good a year for you as it has been for us. Um, Do you normally struggle this much to string a no, sentence together? No, I don't. I don't know why it's so difficult. It's because I'm trying to say something interesting. Can I say something? Yeah. Can, can we apologise for the quality of this podcast? You wanted him back, and he comes back and ruins it. I genuinely hope this hasn't spoiled anyone's New Year's Eve celebrations. <laughs> um, but all the things we talked about and dropped the ball on, maybe people could email us and tell us their thoughts. Yes. On, uh, like on what, 2011. What were their highlights of the year? Exactly. Good to know that. Oh, and yeah. what are they looking forward to for in 2012? Because we fucked this up. So What's our email address? Jobs an email address on IGNUKfeedback at IGN.com. Don't or, forget to follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash IGNUK. Or you could drop us some hate mail at facebook.com forward slash IGNUK. Don't do that. Don't do or dkilby at IGN.com. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how you read out twitter.com and facebook.com? I don't think you need to do that. No? Okay. Or just IGNUK on Twitter and Facebook. On, on the socials. Brilliant. This is such a good way to end the podcast. Should we sing a song? Yeah, let's do that. What yeah. do you want to see? We all hate Dan Kilby. We all hate he's Dan a knob, he's Kilby. He's a knob, he's a knob. No. Knob, 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 Dan, knob, finish knob. us off with a Bieber. <laughs> baby, baby, baby. Oh. Sweet. See you in 2012. I was talking about getting sucked off by a dude. Yeah. <laughs> You're recording all this. I was, I was, <laughs> this is the Easter egg. I, I was talking about licking out. Oh, just what? saying. Licking Look, a man's bum out. There's gold charger <laughs> there if you want to get into the festive spirit. Oh, oh, I might have one, actually. What is that? Uh, it's, a, it's a shot. Gold, um, golden slags. No, that was on the set amazing, of um, Golden Gun. That was on the set of Golden Gun, eh? What? What? Man with a golden gun. I don't know what you're talking about. The James about. Bond film where they dress up a woman is in gold. Goldfinger. They don't Goldfinger. Dress, they don't dress women up in gold. But anyway, all right, let's, <laughs> let's do it again. Jesus gold what, slugger. What, gold what? slag. No, that was in the set of what, the Memphis why, why are you not on this podcast more often? <laughs> so yeah, been a lot of heroes this year. Shall we, uh, shall we have a little think about who our favourite is? <laughs> wow, well, you've done this before. Yeah, you? Geez, okay, let me try it again. Uh, so I, it's been a lot of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing it again? No. Yeah, I think we, got, we got the thrust, didn't we? No, yeah, it's just, right. just do it. Come on, Dan, make this one Trump. sing. Yeah. So sing been, to Tom. There have been a lot of hero movies this year, but... What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Love heroes, not hero movies. Oh, okay. No, he was going to be... No, he was going to be clever link. I don't think he was. Yeah, I think he was Link. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. okay. okay. Did, I like so that. He was. He was. He was. You were going to go from hero movies to hero He wasn't. He was. He He was. Why else would he have said that? Because look at his face. <laughs> you were, weren't you? Yes. Oh, he wasn't. Can I go now? Is that all cut out? <laughs> yeah. No. Good. So, there have been a lot of hero movies you this year. You can't start with a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you can't show. <laughs> God, this is so tough. Right, I'm on edge all the time. This is all going in. I hope not. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.